Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to talk about cybersecurity now and why it matters. It's quite simple because of our reliance, our dependence on digital services in our daily lives. So cybersecurity, naturally more relevant, more important. And, you know, from developing anti-phishing software to defending against hackers and tracking digital incursions, Anyone who works in cybersecurity plays a critical role in keeping our information and data safe. And so it's no surprise that cybersecurity is one of the fastest growing sectors in the IT industry and it's considered one of the top skill areas to pick up in Singapore. But what skills do you need if you want to embark on a career in cybersecurity? What is it like to work in cybersecurity or as a cybersecurity expert? Going to find out now from Vicky Ray, Principal Researcher for Unit 42 at Palo Alto Networks. Vicky, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm really good. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a great conversation. So you're a Principal Researcher of Unit 42 at Palo Alto Networks. Tell us more about Unit 42. It sounds like some kind of an army unit. Are you the SEAL team of the cybersecurity world? <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, Unit 42 has been around for almost eight years. Primarily, we have been focusing on threat intelligence and really answering the who, why, how, and what in cyber attacks. Right now, we provide incident response services for customers who might have experienced a breach or are experiencing cyber attacks from threat actors. As I said, I mean, you know, we are predominantly, you know, answering the who, why, how, and what in cyber attacks, which can be very difficult to answer. What is their motivation? You know, it could be cybercrime, it could be money-oriented, it could be spying, which happens quite often, almost on a daily basis. So we are really focused on really exposing these attacks. What exactly does it entail to be a principal researcher? I mean, what kind of job is this? So from my focus, I'm really focused on cybercrime and nation-state cyber attacks. And as a principal researcher, you may need several different skill sets. For example, really being kind of abreast with different types of attacks, how they are being conducted, who are behind these attacks, and really understanding these cyber attacks at different levels, from the technical level to the strategic levels. And, you know, really essentially to be a principal or an experienced person in the space, you need various skill sets, for example, understanding of the offensive side of things, how these attacks are being coordinated, how can you detect it. And this needs to happen at a rapid space. So, yeah, I would say there are different skill sets needed. And uh, it can be challenging at times, but, you know, really we need the people in the industry who are really passionate about it and can do the job. And I want to expand on that a little bit because it's caught my curiosity. I used to be an investigator, so I'm a trained profiler. And you could say in this arena, I'm a bit of a dinosaur because we build profile person to person. I mean, what is it like when you have to build that sort of profile for cybersecurity acts or cybersecurity rather? I mean, is it a very broad-based one? How do you dive down to individual uh, potential attacks? And I'm only asking this because I understand that you guys used to work with uh, Interpol before. Yes, absolutely. I mean, attribution is a key goal for us, really understanding who, if possible, uh, pinpointing who the cyber criminal or the cyber attacker is and uh, 
we are always looking for mistakes being done by these attackers and okay. uh, there are always those mistakes so understanding the attack but also looking at these mistakes done by the threat actors and we are also kind of able to you know from an investigation point of view mm. tying the dots together in disparate attack data so to say and you know as you mentioned about us working with law enforcement like mm-hmm. interpol yeah that is a public thing where a lot of people are already aware of our involvement and collaborations with interpol but we do this with law enforcement globally so when we identify threat actors or cyber criminals we are able to share it with certain agencies like interpol and we have had really good uh, results out of it where several cyber criminals have been arrested and are now behind bars uh, because of our collaboration and sharing. Yeah, not many people understand if I were to use the word it must be quite fun tracking these bad guys down because it is a challenge and you guys recently released a State of Cybersecurity ASEAN report. What stands out in this report? Is it an assuring or worrying picture where businesses are concerned today? Well, a lot of times these reports which we have published and also globally even including ASEAN, we see there's a big exposure of organizations and their infrastructure on the internet. And this is of course due to the rapid increase of businesses going digital. However, the other side of things is majority of organizations are not taking security as one of the main factors mm. or, or are not prioritizing security. Right, right. So so when this is the case, I mean, basically, these are low-hanging fruits and right. hackers are easily able to exploit and, and take advantage of this situation and hack into these businesses, basically. Do businesses understand or have some kind of inkling on how ransom has evolved, especially right. post-pandemic, right? Maybe take it for granted that these ransom methods have evolved or, or the type of ransom has evolved and the type of ransom actually opens the door for more data breaches. Right. Ransomware has been there for many years now, but in the past two years, we have seen a huge rise of ransomware attacks. I mean, these criminals are targeting both small and big organizations, and they have changed their tactics a bit in the past two plus years, which has enabled them to make a lot of profit. And when there's a lot of money involved, these attacks will grow. And as I said, you know, as a lot of these businesses are going online, unfortunately, they are not prioritizing the safety aspects of it. And these organizations, or these criminal syndicates, have made almost millions in profit, if not more. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. If we were to look at cybersecurity professionals, you know, what are some of the pillars, some of the components that work hand in hand to good cybersecurity? Sure. So within the cybersecurity industry, the main pillars which we focus on is the people, process and technology. I mean, technology is there. We are building technologies. Our customers are building technologies. And with that, the people and process is hugely important to to be in line together. And this is when we are talking about cybersecurity professionals, their skill sets, their capabilities. All of this in line needs to work in sync and together to really effectively defend against these cyber attacks. So I would say the main pillars are people, process, and technology, but really at the core of it all is in cyberspace, there are a growing number of threat actors, and we need the opposite to it, the good guys fighting these bad guys in cyberspace. So I take the analogy all all the time about, you know, Avengers. You see, there are different types of superheroes out there, and if, you know, 
when we are talking about Avengers, it's not that all of these superheroes are Iron Man or a Hulk, but yeah. different characters with a unique skill sets. When they come together, they are able to better defend against these threat actors. It's the same thing in cyberspace. We are basically we feel like we are the guardians of the internet. So yeah, it's exciting as you said. It's definitely <laughs> very exciting. But yeah, we have a big responsibility. I'll you know I've always used this term. When we have the skill sets, you feel that you are powerful. But at the same time, with great power comes great responsibility. And this is again goes back to why we need cybersecurity professionals. Are one of the main ideas of pursuing this career. Yeah, I'm a well. I love all the comic book references there. But <laughs> you know, it's so true, right? And actually, it's a little bit beyond that if you really think about it because this is a perfect opportunity to get AI, to get machine learning, to sort of work with the humans. Can be a complicated balancing act, but what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, of course, we get this question a lot. And AI, machine learning is definitely something which we focus on. We build algorithms to make our task easier to find these patterns, which would have taken almost days or a long time in just a matter of seconds now. So this needs to go hand in hand and it assists our investigations in a big way. A lot of things which was not possible just a couple of years ago is now possible. So it opens up a huge area of possibility possibilities for cyber defenders or from a cyber security perspective but again a lot of people tell me is it going to take jobs away from cyber no that will never happen maybe a hundred years from now but i would say that even at in a future time we need people to really control or build these algorithms this basically goes very hand in hand again like it just makes our work simpler and as mm. you said we always talk about the demand in cybersecurity jobs it's just growing high it is not going down yeah i'm glad you brought up jobs biggie because i do want to talk about getting into a cybersecurity career or a career in cybersecurity why is there a talent shortage is it really because of the rapid rate of digitalization or perhaps people just intimidated by the prospect of working in cybersecurity Yes, yeah, some people may get intimidated, but it's just a misconception that it can be too complex or hard. Yeah. I mean, anything is hard if you don't have a passion for it, right? Okay. So okay. with cybersecurity, we are talking about moving with time, you know, always being on the ball, you know, with technology or these attacks. So one really needs to be passionate about it to be successful in this career. And the skill sets in our industry is something that we gain every time, every year we learn. And I, I think the learning aspect is really nice because that we keep ourselves abreast. And learning is there in all industries, mm -hmm. and not just cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, if one doesn't have the passion, uh, it can be hard. But to be honest, it is so exciting that <laughs> at least from our perspective, you know, from the things which we do, that it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. I've always thought that this was an awesome hobby which turned into a job. So I've been very fortunate. Interesting that you use that term, right? A hobby that turned into a job. This is a conversation I had earlier this week. And I want to get your comments on this especially with the experience working with Interpol. You get a profile of a, a cyber hacker. Most of the time, these guys do it for good sport to prove the unbreakable or the unbreachable is breachable. What are your thoughts on converting them and getting the bad guys to work with the good guys to stop the rest of the bad guys? 
Right. So that's a great question. I mean, uh, because the bad guys sometimes have the know-how of how they are doing it and if they can work with. But again, you know, this is something which we always discuss. I mean, a lot of us in the industry, we have evolved in our career by you know, you mentioned the term about the challenge in yeah. finding vulnerabilities or, you know, and showing the loopholes in it. But essentially, a lot of people who, and I, I always uh, discourage cybersecurity, not cybersecurity in the sense like a lot of people think that they can break the law. So breaking the law is never good. But there may be instances where certain bad guys or criminals are arrested and there is a possibility for them to share things back. But again, I mean, definitely the option of some people, and there has been certain cases, I wouldn't name or highlight them, but there has been cases where some guys have been arrested or there were cases against them, but they have used their technology for the good cause. So definitely that is something which is a possibility, but we always discourage anyone breaking the yeah, law because yeah, that course. is going to disturb their career in the long term. Of course, of course. Uh, get on the side of the good guys. Don't even attempt the bad stuff. Uh, on the line with me is uh, Vicky Ray, Principal Researcher, Unit 42 at Palo Alto Networks. Uh, Vicky, really appreciate your time this morning. You take and uh, have a great Thursday ahead, yeah? Sure. Thanks so much, Edith. You have a good day. Take care. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.